Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Turbo Soccer Rangers Podcast, where we talk about video games, nerddom, and a bunch of other shit, including conventions. <laughs> I always screw this line up, but it doesn't really matter. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. <laughs> and we have a guest this week. Um, one of our old, uh, good old friends that we've known for quite a few years now. And you guys have been hearing about for years with us talking about why she hasn't been on. That's very true. Our friend, Becky. Hi, Becky. How's it going? Hello. Good. Cold. Otherwise known <laughs> as Epona Tenjo Productions. Yes. Thank you. Link in the description, because don't try to spell it out. It ain't going to work. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> It'll end not badly. Right. Injuries might happen. First thing, first things first, before we even get into those questions, I want to know, where did you come up with that name? Um, so horses kind of hold a special place in my heart because I was one of those uh, girls that grew up and always wanted a pony. So uh, Epona, that's where that comes from. And then uh, Utna really spoke to me when I was a teenager and um, discovering my gender and sexuality. And uh, Utna is a uh, revolutionary girl, Utna. Um, is a cross-dressing girl who wants to be a prince. So that's where I got that from. Hmm. Cool. What about productions? I've never, <laughs> what, what anime is that from? Uh, so comic I Party. Used... It was from Comic Party. I chose productions instead of, like I've seen other people use other terms, but um, I want to branch out and not just do cosplay. I want to do videos and um like uh kids parties and stuff like Aww. that i just haven't gotten there yet cool 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 that's fair that's fair but yes becky how long have we known you we've known you for about oh uh, five years uh, yeah and i've uh, known uh, a bit longer yeah us <laughs> you've known for too damn long the rest uh, of you've known just long enough to go and say bye you, basically yeah <laughs> We've we known you way all... back. <laughs> yeah. We've known you since the beginning of the podcast, at least. Uh, yeah, it's probably been like a couple years longer than that. Maybe a few minutes. Maybe a few Just minutes. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah no, uh, I, I remember very vividly meeting you at AkiCon 3 and at the time hating you because of a misunderstanding with somebody else who will not be mentioned. Yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> okay. you today, but for different reasons in time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> for founded reasons. Uh, I met Becky doing chess, I believe at KomoriCon is the first time, and she was dressed in a green unitard for a character I do not know, Trunks. Uh, yeah. Trunks, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't know, we weren't really friends, but Becky was just really nice and supportive and just like welcoming. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, it was a really good first impression. I don't have any specific moments or specific things she said. I just, she was very pleasant. So. Mm -hmm. And has considered and continued that trend of being completely pleasant and wonderful and supportive. I try to be. Yeah. No, Becky is good peoples. Very yeah. good peoples. Very good people. So, <laughs> Becky, we have a gauntlet of questions that we always ask our new guests. Uh, <laughs> Even though the whole audience pretty much knows you anyway. All uh, right. <laughs> yeah, we, but we always try to ask these just so that we our, our audience gets to know you a little bit better and kind of just figure out what type of cosplayer you are, essentially. Okay. So, good. first off, what would you say is your first cosplay? 
and my most first, importantly, sorry, and most okay. importantly, does it still exist? Um, so my my first cosplay experience was um, I had I, I think I was I was sixteen, and a couple of my friends were celebrating their birthday at the skate deck, which you know that used to be a thing that you know the kids used to do, and now not so much. And um, <laughs> damn cell phones. You're right. <laughs> they uh, they all were like, "Oh, we're gonna dress up in, as characters," and I was like, "Wait, that's the thing that people do that that's not on Halloween." And so I uh, lost sleep over it, but I made a very very crappy Sailor Pluto costume, um, hand sewed most of it, and then went to the skate deck and got to be Sailor Pluto. And uh, I think everybody else was dressed in equally crappy costumes because this was the '90s. And uh, it just kind of, it was a gateway drug. I was like, oh, this is so much fun. I want to keep doing it. <laughs> and does that a costume still exist? <laughs> no, 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 no. How did it meet its end? How did it meet its end? Yes, exactly. Because we have um, many different versions of how these, uh, these things tend and, and their place. Well, so the skirt was a skirt I borrowed from my mom that I just rolled up to make it short enough. Um, the bodice part was just a tank top uh that eventually i just wore it was like a regular tank top and then the bow pieces were just hand sewn really crappy things that i threw away as soon as i got home because they were so bad okay so just a very generic return everything to where it was and throw the pieces away <laughs> the, the pretty much yeah <laughs> okay that was probably one of the easier ones that we've had a couple we've had somewhere disintegrates in the wash some of them get burned some get thrown <laughs> into a shredder uh, yeah. <laughs> okay but so there we go. So what would you say is your first convention? Uh, my first convention was uh, the first year that SakuraCon was actually SakuraCon and not BakaCon. So that was 2001. And um, that those costumes were much better than my Sailor Pluto costume. <laughs> and, what, and what was that costume uh, this time around? Um, so I cosplayed as uh, Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z. And then uh, we had a Kenshin group, and I was the Karu from um, our group. And then I made uh, costumes for our uh, Misao and Yahiko. And it was kind of a milestone because there weren't groups back then. So we had uh, also a Sanosuke, and then we ran into the Kenshin that I met on the message boards. And we got a picture of all of us. And then it was really cool because... Um, at uh, a later event, like in the spring that SakuraCon goes to when they set up a booth to try and sell Reg, um, they were there and they had their brochures. And I was like, oh, cool. And I picked it up and I turned it over and I screamed because there was our picture on the back of the SakuraCon brochure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was cool. And I still have it somewhere. I was going to really. say, you better have kept that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. Because I was like, oh, we're famous. Oh, my God. This is so cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That kind of reminds me of the first time the Rangers showed up on official soccer con postings. Oh, really? um, um, and almost all of those fights were from our fight with Kakashi. <laughs> <laughs> My poor ass. <laughs> but anyways. Um, that's getting- where he found his new love for butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for Rob. Yeah. The sad I think you're projecting. <laughs> I'm projecting. <laughs> so Pat was the one in the red suit the entire time. 
<laughs> so, Beth, you've essentially gone to pretty much every soccer concept. Uh, with the exception of like one, I think I missed one. So, but other than that, yes. Okay. Um, so obviously what kind of got you into cosplay itself? Cause obviously like you, as you mentioned before, the first one was at the roller ring and like what, what made it continue? Um, well, my, my friend told me about, uh, SacraCon and that really made me more interested in, uh, finding out about cosplay. And then of course, after going to the first SacraCon, um, realizing how much more like there is to the cosplay world. And, uh, from there it just spiraled downhill. And, um, now I have way more costumes than I ever thought I could. <laughs> addiction is real. Yeah, yeah, it's an addiction. That's for sure. <laughs> that's why Robert moved into a house? It wasn't because that he uh, he wanted to uh, to be financially stable with a house. It was because he had way too much shit to put it in. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just needed more than two closets, so you know, I needed more. <laughs> yep. <And a> garage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and what would you say is your preferred cosplay style? Like, is it, do you try to go for like armor? Do you go for like a, um, a tailored piece or like, or do you focus it around a, a prop or cosplay? Uh, maybe something along those lines. Cosplay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, mostly, mostly I do tailored stuff because I've been sewing since the sixth grade. So I'm, it's really my forte. And, and I don't like, I, I do a lot of crossplay, but, I just I don't like cosplaying characters that don't that I don't have a connection to, and I, I hear people all, all the time are like, "Oh, I really like this costume because it looks cool." And while that's certainly an appeal for me, I also like to have a deep, profound connection with the character too. Oh, I understand that. So, what what would you say like from among your group of friends and anybody that follows your Facebook page, for example? What would you say that your style the the style you're known for? Would you say? What do you mean, so like, like, well, like, like, this is this is the abstract part. It's just like, what would you consider a spot? Some some people, it's like a franchise. Some people, it's just like they like to wear dresses or fancy big dresses all the time. Some people, like, they do like, like armor fancy, stuff. Uh, Mama Samu, for example, is known for foof. Yeah, <laughs> I stuff. don't think I really have any one particular style. I I do a lot of different stuff. <laughs> okay. And I that mean, in itself is basically it. It's just like sometimes you're, you just you're do what you cosplayer. want. You're a variety co cosplayer. I, yeah, I, as somebody who actually does know you, unlike a lot of the guests we have on, um, if there was something I were to describe you as being known for, it's unpredictable because I there never you know. know what you're going to do. And I'm always <laughs> impressed. <laughs> okay. That's a good thing. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never and... is. <laughs> And I'm trying to remember exactly how we, me and Tyler, for example, met you. Because I know we met you on the chessboard. Right. Uh, because of the chessboard. And I think it was because... Where, well, didn't you give her a long neck and back rub at one point? That was two years later. I was going to say that was that was not the first time we met. That was later, what, but yes. Was it because of uh, was it because of Katie and uh, her killing it Aiden Coulson? That one led to it with uh, the whole war connection? Because... Um, yeah, because we had Katie come in as as Loki to kill uh, Agent Coulson, and then Thor came in pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that was the first Sakura Con that 
I cosplayed as Thor. Cause that, so that was, I think 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, because that was the uh, that was our uh, Miguel and Tulio. So, well, no, no, that was. Oh no, uh, that's Power Ranger one. That was the year oh. after. That was Power Rangers the first year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I did I did Thor for a couple years in a row. Because yeah. Michi's like, oh, you're great. Come back as Thor. I'm like, okay. It's not like I have anything else that I want to cosplay. <laughs> we had. Um, that was uh, Rangers the first year for late night. The second mm -hmm. year was also Rangers. And that year was the three. one with the Star Trek versus Supernatural. Yes. Year three, that was uh, that was when it was Miguel, Miguel and Tulio. Yes. Yep. And I Wait, think no, we, Star Trek versus Supernatural was after Miguel and Tulio. Oh no, that was number two. Star Trek versus Supernatural. Yes, that yeah. was number two. Yeah, because I was Sam for that. Yep, that was year two, and then the year after that is when we got asked to be kings. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Because I was and in my Power Ranger right. costume and just wearing like the skirt. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And then we had, the, yes. had, had the, the skirt and I had the red shirt on, and then you're just like, oh man, I was just wearing all kinds of things that night. <laughs> there was a lot of weird shit going on. There. A lot of weird shit happened that night. Man. And you weren't even including that chess game. Oh my god! Oh my god! The chess game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay. Oh. We're reminiscing. Go back. Go back to the questions. Where are we? Who are we? What is this? But yes, that is how we ended up meeting. Robert, how did you end up meeting Becky? Um, so I met Becky through uh, what we will call uh, third party A. <laughs> <laughs> I've told this story a few times, so I'll keep it short. But for anybody that uh, has not heard this before, uh, there was uh, AkiCon 3. And I was committed with third party A to uh, do a skit with her. Had recruited a whole oh. bunch of people. And uh, yes, third party A informed me a couple of days before the con that number one, she didn't have a hotel room. Number two, she went and had uh, other people that were coming with. Becky, you happen to be one of those people. Yes. So I put my own finances out there to go and help them out to get a place so we could do this skit that I had also put a lot of money into in terms of props, in terms of helping other people out with costumes. Was really excited for this idea. Uh, Becky was doing uh, Thor. Uh, third party A was doing somebody else. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and, I love uh, yeah, decided uh, to, uh, unbeknownst to Becky, as I found out later, yes, uh, decided to hang out uh, with Becky and do a whole bunch of photo shoots and missed our skit arrival window. <laughs> hmm. So uh, my first meeting with Becky was um, utter rage because I was under the impression that uh, Becky was the reason why that didn't happen. No, it wasn't. Well, that was not the case. Uh, no, no. <laughs> As multiple people confirmed later, that was not the case. Because I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's just it. No, it was it was a tragic circumstance. And thank God Becky is such an amazing and outgoing person. Because uh <laughs> Becky, you did not leave me alone the following soccer con. Nope. Like anytime you saw me, you were just like Rob. Okay, Rob. Yeah. 
it's like, okay, you know what? This person is cool. Like I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I, I, I gotta, I gotta let things be in the past here. Cause there's, there's more to this person than just going and keeping third party a, uh, away from other commitments. <laughs> uh, I've had some other, uh, interactions with, uh, it was somebody else, which I, I won't say names. Yeah, and yeah. They they assumed ba- because I was dressed up as Thor, they saw me crossing the room to meet with the same person, uh, yeah. Party A, and uh, they thought I was going to beat the crap out of them because they saw me coming and they're like, "Oh my God, here comes Thor! They're going to beat the crap out of me!" And I was like, "Hey!" And they're like, "Uh, you're not going to beat the crap out of me." No, am I supposed to? I think I'll get kicked out of the con if I do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, that that's how uh we met. And uh yeah, I, I can't say that we were uh close initially for the first couple of years, but our, our relationship has grown since. Yes. And I'd like to think that we have become good friends despite not seeing each other all that often since. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just one of those. Right. Yep. yep. One friend screws you over. You make a new one. It yep. works. There you go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I'm very, I'm very happy with my the friend that I've made as a result of all of that. I love. <laughs> Pause for two seconds. I have no idea where to go now. <laughs> I, I will take the floor. Okay, okay, good. Thank God. What questions like, have we answered? We have only asked like two questions. Oh, we? We just oh, oh, Shut up, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, so this last year was actually uh, Becky and I got to cosplay together, which was amazing. Finally. And mm-hmm. it was, it's hard because Becky stays so busy at KimoriCon. What were all your duties at KimoriCon? Just list them um, out because so- you're a busy bee. Yeah, so I work the the cosplay contest at uh, Kamori Con. So um, Friday afternoon to night is always uh, prejudging because I uh, I always say I'm the bitch. Um, I work the green room and I work check in for the cosplay contest uh, prejudging. So it I get breaks, but I'm pretty much sitting there from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. checking people in um, for prejudging. And uh, so that's Friday night so basically half a friday and then uh saturday i have to be at tech rehearsal in the morning which is at like eight o'clock until 11 i think in the morning and then i have to be at the event itself which is like i think this year it was like five to eight or nine or whatever um so it's it's intense but because of the people that i work with um i love it and i appreciate it and it's kind of fun to like be behind the scenes and see stuff and hear stuff that i normally would like from hearing the judge's perspective on things is is really eye-opening. Well, and you were a judge this year. No, not this year. For the lip sync contest. Oh, yes. Yeah, but a little different the there. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was kind of a last minute thing because um, uh, Mama Samu uh, had a judge drop and I just happened to be in her room and she was like, oh, I need a third judge. And I was like, I volunteer a tribute. And she was like, Thank you. Bless you. And it was a lot of fun, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Becky and I did Spike and Buffy uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer because, like, true 90s kids, we totally watched and loved that show. Uh, And 
Becky was Spike and had candy cigarettes and it was great. And it was super hard to coordinate because Becky's a busy bee, but we got like a solid two hours together. We were like, yes, yes we're doing this. We're here because we planned it last year, but it's uh, it was one of those things where I kind of overextended myself in this Gamori. As I mentioned last week, I really tried to focus on just like not doing a bunch of shutter shoots not making a bunch of commitments with people who I don't want to, who I, you know, like, like I love photographers, but uh, hanging out with friends like Becky and it was, it was just good. And then we did the monster prom panel, which was Becky so also fun. was working. Yes. <laughs> as, that was a uh, lot of fun. What character? Were, um, so the werewolf. I was, yeah. The werewolf. His name is Scott. He's like the, uh, the leader of the, of the football team. And, uh -huh. uh, and then I also did the interdimensional prince. Can you give us our best, like, Scott voice? Um, oh, my gosh. Can I just give my Scott voice? Because that's the only one I go and do whenever we have a Monster Prom role play. Oh, you always <laughs> go for Scott? Do you? I love Scott. Scott is the best. Scott is he's, a good boy. He's the good best boy. boy. He is the yeah. goodest boy. <laughs> Rob's also a good boy, so that makes sense. There you go. I like Polly. Polly's fine. She is, she is so I much cosplayed, fun. I would cosplay Polly. You but I do not Polly. know how to make my hair uh, literally spectral. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. My, my Scott voice is like, like kind of like a surfer dude, sort of, you know, like it's fun to play football and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like when they throw the ball and then I get it and bring it back and then they throw it again. And I get it and I fetch it back. <laughs> yeah. It was good. And then was... uh, you didn't do cosplay chess this year at KomoriCon, though, don't you normally? No, I did. I did both. Uh, that, that's oh, you did. You did. Yeah, I did. It was a lot of fun because late night I got to be the king of Star-Lord. And mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. Um, one of the other uh, chess pieces after after the game came up to me and she was like, you are the best Star-Lord I have ever seen. And I was like, oh, thank you. It you were a regular Star-Lord though. Uh, uh, prison Star-Lord, yeah, yeah. With a leg. With a leg, yes, with a leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's only the second time I got to wear the costume, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. And then I was uh, Hercules for the, the morning game. So Kevin Sorbo Hercules or uh, no, Disney Hercules. Uh, or Disney. Okay, just, just wanted to get that one out of the way there. Yeah, there, yeah there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I follow your page pretty closely, and this may seem like a call out, but it is a call out of respect. I don't hear from you for three months or <laughs> a month and a half, and then before the con, you're like busting out all these work in progress pictures. You like. Yeah, it's midnight. I'm leaving for con tomorrow. I've started Hercules. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sleeping. Like, I can't con crunch anymore. And if I do, I wake up extra early to work on the costume instead of staying up late. Yeah. This is something that I've known about for Becky for several years. Um, a couple of years ago, the last time I was able to make it to con, I, because of broken shoulder, uh, bad shoulders and back of, of um, a couple of our friends, and because of um, <clears throat> of Becky's real th real life job as a masseuse, uh, I get is that no massage therapist? Sorry, I got to make sure that I do that. I, I, I do that. But yeah, there is a big, very big difference. Than I made. Oh, trust me, there is. Yes, there definitely is. Um, 
as a massage therapist, um, I ended up was helping her fix two of her friends. Yeah. And at the same time, she was building Sephiroth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. She fun. spent two hours <laughs> finishing Sephiroth. Yep. <laughs> Both doing wig and armbands. Yep. I aspire to be like Becky Senpai. Oh God, no! Don't, don't. No, <laughs> it is, it is a hard path to walk. Yeah. There were three people in that room. All of them were working on cosplay. Yes, that. Was, Other than uh, the two people I was fixing. Yeah, that was uh, not fun. <laughs> uh, that was the last con that I brought that much stuff with, and I went, okay, this is this is not fun. When you miss half of the con working on a costume, you defeat most of the purpose of, of it. I got so. a sandwich out of it. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah, well, that's because you were my handler, <laughs> which I so appreciated because I didn't even know that Sephiroth needed a handler. Just because you've been yeah. in the game longer than I have, Becky, what the hell happened? We used to call guys like Cole the camera bitch in that situation. Now they get this upgraded title like handler. What the hell? <laughs> it's gotten weak, hasn't it? Yes, it's changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just i don't know i i admire that i love speed builds and i i can do me a speed build but you you do a really good job of like not sacrificing quality with your speed builds also something i learned about you you don't use patterns nope i make nope. my own that blows my mind yeah so talk about well, just a little bit about that and some of the challenges and like why you choose to do that this way so, um, well, because again, I, I already mentioned it, but since I've been sewing since the sixth grade, um, I kind of have known how to work with patterns from a young age. And so, uh, I, you know, when I first, um, like the, the tension builds were easy because you could find a kimono pattern. And so that was really easy in the beginning. But what back in the day when I first started cosplay, you couldn't find all these cool cosplay patterns anywhere. And so sometimes you could use like a piece from one pattern and a piece from another. But most of the time, you know, making your own pattern was the only viable option because um, it was just too hard to modify something to make it fit for what you needed. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely been in a situation where I've modified a pattern so much that it's like, you know, I really could have drafted my own at this point and it would have been better, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, you also learned a new technique recently and you've won an award recently with your costume from one of my favorite Halloween movies. Could you talk about that costume a little and like... I was hoping this would come up. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't hope. I I make you make it happen. True. That's that's it. I'm a doer, not a hoper. <laughs> right. So um, my most recent build, uh, most intensive build in probably years, has been Winifred Sanderson's from uh, Hocus Pocus. And uh, last year for Christmas, my uh, beloved, I can say this now, fiance, not just boyfriend. Um, Ooh, me. and that's new. That is new. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Me, thank you. He bought yeah. me an um, embroidery machine and it sat in my sewing room for what was I that? love how that I love that's how that sorry, but I, I love how that that's the the best gift you can give like your cosplay hubby or like your your partner. Just like right. here's an embroidery machine. That's how I want to be 
for pros too. Right? I just want like you open a big box and there's an embroidery machine. Bam! <laughs> Put that on my finger. <laughs> and I've wanted one for years. And he he knew when I saw the box under the tree, I went, I said to everybody, I'm like, oh shit. It's an embroidery machine. He got me an embroidery machine. Everyone looked at the box and was like, God, Becky, he got you an embroidery machine. I'm like, I know. And then when I went to go open it, he's like, oh, so it's probably like a box inside of a box inside of a box. And I'm like, you asshole, is that what you did? And then I, like, he lifted it up and I looked at him and I went, that's a fucking embroidery machine. <laughs> so I knew. Because he saw how much it weighed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I knew. But um, I you was. You have to afraid. admit, though, that would have been really funny. <laughs> and then he actually just pulls it out of the closet. Actually, here's the real one. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of dick move I'd pull. And I do have an embroidery <laughs> machine lying around somewhere in storage. Exactly. And that's actually what James would do. So when he said that, I was like, better fucking not <laughs> so um so yeah so i i didn't want to because i got it at christmas um i and i already had my con lineup for the spring i was like okay this is not going to be useful for anything that i have coming up but uh one of my friends actually suggested when i was talking about doing the embroidery or the designs for winifred um well why don't you use your embroidery machine and i was like oh that's a good idea because i was going to hand embroider everything Thank God I did not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, I know you're a bit of a masochist, but um, not that much. No, that's yeah, much. yeah. I I've seen you have a limit. Yes, I do, and that would be I would burn. I would have burned the costume because I would yeah. I would have given up on it. But um, it's not quite complete. Um, I've got about sixty hours into designing and embroidering so far, and I probably have at least another 10 to 20 left um for those who are not super familiar with the design they'll look at it and go oh my god this is beautiful and i look at it and i go it's not finished god damn it <laughs> but it's getting there and it does it looks amazing and it's so impressive oh it's fire so to be like becky senpai <laughs> you designed all the uh all the little emblems and markings Yes. I don't know um, how embroidery machines work. That's okay. I didn't either until I opened the package and I went, oh, I need a digitizing program. Book. Okay. So uh, so I had to digitally art every single one of the pieces, uh, one of the runes on, on her robe. Um, and I only have a four inch by four inch hoop to work with. So uh, the larger pieces had to be broken down into four inch by four inch sections. So uh that's part of the reason it took so long and i had to buy a digitizing program uh to do it as well because you have to do the art and then digitize it so that way it's in the proper file for the machine to recognize <laughs> and then actually do the embroidery <laughs> i've got some stories about all that stuff because that oh, is boy. actually kind of difficult and it has its own kind of embroidery programs and they're not like the regular kinds that uh-huh. How do you uh, know this tower? Have you ever My mom has an embroidery machine, yeah. Oh, there so, we go. I didn't know. And me that. being the one that like actually does AutoCAD and digitizing for a living and all that and 3D stuff. and 3D printing. <laughs> I don't do 3D printing for a living. But I do well, AutoCAD and uh cam Well, you do 3D yeah, but you do 3D printing as a hobby. So that kind of works it all together. It's different. It's different. That's 3D modeling. This is uh that's like CNC and uh CamCAD and digitizing. That's what I do at work. And it's just like it does its own thing. So you can draw vectors, but then you gotta convert it to its own. Oh, what file does it use? Which which what's your embroidery machine? Um, it's like a PES, I think is the um is the file extension. It's a brother. Yes. I think yeah. It's PES. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty yeah. standard for embroidery. 
yeah it's just like but it's like that's the uh the thing is it's like brothers have their own embroidery program like mm -hmm. that and you gotta like it's oh it's difficult yeah, it'd be so much easier if it was like one of the more generic like svg files or something like that but no mm -hmm. it has to be like its own special type of embroidery file yep. so you've got to get like a converter or a digitizer and then you can draw them but then you gotta convert them and it's just mm -hmm. like oh <laughs> It's a challenge. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel this pain. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's it's just like it's it's so they put enough steps in between that you have to kind of like buy their own proprietary stuff to make it work, and you can't just uh, what garage uh, backyard garage do it yourself like a yeah. lot of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. And then they have a lot of stuff that's already pre-done that they're just like, well, you can just buy all this clip art. That's like a dollar right. each. And you're like, and they're hideous. Wanna... Yeah. It's <laughs> like, but I want my custom one. Wow. That's you want your own custom design. Now, wait a second. That's, right. that's something else. And you're like, well, there's this, uh, what is it? $500 program sometimes. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah that's not like... how much mine costs, but yeah, no. They're what did you use? What did you use for your program? Uh, I, so it's kind of a funny, funny little anecdote. I uh, got, uh, I think the program is called Brother Design PE 10 or something like that. Um, anyways, it's a specific brother program. Yeah. And I bought it off eBay and the person I bought it from gave me a digital download link. And then I downloaded it and there was a Trojan virus attached to it. Oh, yes, yeah. Of course. That happens so, a lot. Because like the program itself is like a $500, $800 program. program. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. So I contacted the seller and I was like, hey, maybe it was a fluke. But uh, by the way, this was a Trojan attached to this. And he, the, the guy responded with, oh, it's never happened to me. And I was like, okay, yeah. so we're going to just report you to eBay. This is fine. Um, yeah, yeah. The pro, I got the program to work just fine without destroying my computer. But it is what it is yeah trojans aren't fun uh no yeah, no, no cole knows that all too well <laughs> so yeah it's just like you can try and find the programs but they're all just full of trojans and yeah yeah you either have to go to go to brother itself and buy the program but oh yeah it's just it's a lot of money for a program that doesn't do a whole lot of stuff exactly that's why i couldn't justify i looked at the price and i went or Special, i can yes. Yeah, that's it's specialized in, mm -hmm. in such a high degree. Oh, this is why I'm surprised there isn't like an open source program. There like probably I've, is somewhere. I've, I've looked. I've looked, and it's kind of. Ah, oh, there was one I found, and I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah, guys, I, I think know. we finally found our Indiegogo scam. We're gonna come <laughs> up with an open source system to go and do this stuff in Brother. There Everybody's go. gonna throw money at us for this, and we're just right? gonna. Run perfect flexible <laughs> goals. I don't even know if you can buy it on like the uh brother PE online. I, I think, don't think so. I think I, you have to, yeah, yeah, because brother is weird that they have a specific seller. So if you have a brother seller, mm -hmm. you should theoretically go to them and go, I want this program, mm -hmm. and then they'll go order it for you, bring it in, and then you'll pay for it at the store or the dealer, right? Uh, because we only have one dealer at our in our city for the brother stuff, and yeah, it's oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's such a niche market that they're able to do that stuff. Where it's just like uh, I know Amy's talked about this before about her dental working in the dental office, where it's just like they have their stuff, and then it's like cheap. But then when you put the word dental on it, 
it just like racks up the price 300 percent yeah yeah so and it's just like it's where you can't go you can't go anywhere else to get it because it's monopolized through and brother is the cheap one too which brother is the cheap one yeah because yeah. Well, they make the other money on everything else it's the back end services not the front end it <laughs> is it's all that stuff it is oh, yeah it's, it's like crazy. uh canon and their printers like oh yeah, yeah cheapest printer you can go and find ink in the top three. <laughs> yeah. it's like what it is with all the cnc printer stuff you can go through cnc printer for cheap and ours are even our printers or our cnc routers at work are still expensive but then everything they're all like well as soon as you get one it's just like well this is a hundred thousand dollars for this big router but you see that look at every part and they're like well they just basically built this with another cnc so yeah. i can just build all the parts i need but then you go on their site and they're like Okay, here's a part that you can make for yourself for less than twenty bucks, and they've got it on there for two hundred dollars. And you're like, Jeez. why? It's just like, well, it's warranted. <laughs> well, if it breaks, I'll make another one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, goddamn! It's like that. That's like our three D printers, where we literally can just print another three D printer. Huh? Like you just, all the parts are there. You just gotta get the basic things that are just not. Yeah, it's. Ugh. Oh, I'm ranting too much. Take it away. Take, take the mic away. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're on the other side of the city, so I can't take your mic away, but okay. Uh... Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Unfortunately, you're on the other side of the world. No, I'm not. Okay, not, no, that I'm not. not that far. You're exaggerating. We're only I... about 3,000 miles away. That's practically okay, so the So only side. on the other side of the continent, then. There we go. Not even that far. We're only halfway. <laughs> you got this is the, the continent. Midwest. This is the continent. You're over here. We're like there. And then there's all this stuff over there. And up there. And down there. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but no. Um, okay. So, and also, Becky, um, another thing that you mentioned before is that you, you, you said that you do a lot of crossplay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what is it that you like about that particular subset of um, cosplay? Um, well, I've um, identifying as uh, gender fluid, non-binary. It's I've I've always been drawn to uh, crossplay because I'm I'm a little taller than most women. I'm I'm five ten, and I'm a little burlier than most women. So um, it kind of fits my body type to cosplay as more masculine figures than feminine figures. So naturally I've been drawn to that. Um, of course, my my biggest discovery of, of cosplaying as Thor made me go, okay, I've seen male cosplayers that cosplay as Thor. Um, I do it better. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say, there's also the fact that somehow or another, your ability to just go full in with anything you do. Yeah, you're more butch than most people I know when it comes to Thor. <laughs> right? Just, just I don't like, know. I, I have seen you fully commit to not only throwing your hammer, but throwing yourself behind it. I mean, yeah. that's... It's not Becky... about the pose, it's the follow through. Exactly. <laughs> Becky shared something with me at Komori Con. I don't know if you want to share it on the podcast though, about like how you I get into in, like being in a male like state of mind oh. and getting into your male sit. sit. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not bad. It's just part of 
part of uh, it is but it's like one of those extra things i wouldn't even think of adding to a crossplay but i guess it makes sense because like women men cosplaying women might you know pad up okay i know exactly where this is going and i guys are mostly guys so um but i i i pack when i crossplay sometimes not all the time now um i don't pack in in the sense of you can buy packers of course but um i just use socks because what it does for uh, i i lack the parts that you guys have to mm. be able to yeah i know it's hard stuff. becky i i mean it's not though because i don't have it um but <laughs> it putting a uh, right putting something there physically to 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 change your stance and to think it just gives you like a different stance because women usually when you walk, we walk with our legs closer together and then don't walk like that because you have something there to not crush with your thighs. So, you know, it, it makes sense to me to, even if it's just something small to have there um, just to, to change my stance and it, and it helps me be able to be in more character because then I'm not thinking, Oh, I need to keep my legs together. I'm like, no, there's something there. I need to not like cross my legs so delicately or walk with my legs together. Um, just broaden my stance when I sit and when I stand and walk. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, and then you also will wear boxers instead of like lady undies. Yep. I wore, I wore boxers or boxer briefs. Mm -hmm. They're also more comfortable. Yep. <laughs> they are. Yep. They are. I prefer boxers. I'm a boxers man. What can I say? Yep. <sighs> Fortunately, for work and for cosplay, I need to wear something a little bit more restrictive. I think all the rest of the world. I do I have boxer men... briefs for. There you go. More support. All men should wear boxer briefs. They are much more flattering. Boxers make you look like a 12 year old skater boy. What if you that. are a twelve-year-old skater boy? Right, or you can wear both. You can wear underwear. Because and Tyler has never left that phase. I've uh, never left it. Don't call it a phase if I've never left it. <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Mohawks, tattoos. I don't even have skater shoes. I didn't. I was thinking about buying you skater shoes to. again. You I used to. to, and then they became less popular. You can't really find the traditional skater shoes that much. No, they're anymore. really hard to find. I have yeah. I've been so long. I have no idea. <laughs> they're comfortable shoes. I, I want to try and if I could find some. I we will. have a local skate shop that you could probably buy them. So at. I've heard of slut shaming, but I'm going to be skate shaming you guys. <laughs> Still I found, I found a pair. I like found pair, a nice pair on a wish, and I was just like, oh, yes, I, those, those exact ones I want. I was like, uh, they only come in Asian size, which is all no. too small. Well, yeah. everybody knows Wish. Wish is known for its quality. So, yep. you know, I've gotten some really nice pants off of that store uh, recently, or that site, I guess, recently. So, I've yeah, like they're they're quality pants. I'm wearing some right now. They're like they're cozy. And the thing is, they're Asian sizing, so they're like skinnier, so they fit me really, really well. Because like, you're a skinny bitch. I'm skinny. <laughs> and I just get the, the XL or the double XL and they just like they're slimming on me and they look like they're just sized for me properly. So I, yeah. I am glad it's, that's worked out for you. The only thing that's worked out for me on Wish <laughs> is my clock over there, and that's it. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think like you I guys bought... are also forgetting all of the nipple clamps and foxtail butt plugs you've all bought off of Wish. Um, yeah, I those. think there's only one person here that's had that delightful experience. <laughs> Not Not a... kink... No, no, it's a reoccurring thing that like Wish yeah. thinks I'm a kink lord because yep. like I click, I like maximize things to determine what they are. I'm like, what is that? I've never seen that before. And then I'm like, oh, it's oh. a tri dildo harness, like <laughs> fucking light up LED vibrating. <laughs> uh, Get a bite. Parachute. And didn't yeah. you say there was also an issue because you also look for like bodysuits? So you also end up. I do. So I search cosplay and it thinks I'm a drag queen. So it is constantly suggesting to me fake breasts and a little fake vagina. Um, so I can get fake camel toe. <laughs> so. Because that's important for cosplay purposes. Okay. Right. Well, I click, clicked on it. I'm like, what is that? Like, yeah, booty padding, all that shit. Which is like, hey, you know what would up your drag game? I'm like, <laughs> God, I, I didn't I even know I had a joke out of this, and then Amy just decided to go and reveal her entire wish history. <laughs> I don't even have. I got a new phone, and I don't have wish on it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Buy disposable things on wish because that's great. Right. Uh, like I got, I got a whole bunch of uh, uh, drum sanders, and like I just go through these, and if I were to buy them in the store. Oh, I, I did get expensive real quick, but I just buy them on Wish and you get a whole pack for like, I think it was $5 after shipping for this a whole lot pack. Of the, uh, cheap, crappy jewelry I've bought off Wish for cosplay purposes. The, the price is right. It's like 99 cents or, yeah. or super cheap. And I'm like, you know, that's for cosplay. It's not like I'm going to wear it every day. Nope. Well, I don't nope. plan my cosplays that far out. So I really need everything off of Amazon Prime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. As, as was evident by Buffy. Oh, look, here's these pants, Becky. Which ones? Uh, that one. Oh, look, here's the wig. Is this perfect? That's good enough. <laughs> like, okay, I'm my Buffy cosplay. Uh, Actually, we gotta get off a of wish. We're gonna spend the whole rest of the podcast here on wish. We've already done a whole podcast on wish before. We have literally. <laughs> Did you at least walk outside and pick up your own stick? To carve uh, no, I, I made a stick and I left it, and then I had a friend bring me a stick from the dog kennel where she works. So she could carve it. <laughs> and I carved it in my hotel room, and I yep. had wood shavings on the rug, and I that I confused some housekeeping it. women. It looks so good, though. It hey, was I mean, at least it's not like that Genesis sword that I made in a hotel room, or I should say over uh, three weekends in a hotel room. No. <laughs> Uh, Becky, you remember that, right? I do. Yes, I, I do. Feel, it was very I'm so cool. proud of what I was able to go and do with literally no time to make it and right. hotel room <laughs> to go and use all my tools in. Yeah, no, it, it turned out amazing. It yes, beautiful. I'm still trying to get my hands on it so I can go and fix it. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Third party A still has that. My uh -huh. uh, DS make a new and, one. And uh, my PSP. <laughs> so maybe one day. Someday. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> how about um, Becky? What would you say? Of, because how many do you have any more conventions until the end of the year? Uh, no, actually, I'm in the the off season right now. However, um, I am getting into competing more, so I'm planning on competing at Emerald City, and I'm going to start working on my build for Emerald City. Cool. Um, Can we know what it is? 
Uh, it's really obscure. It's from a movie called The Curse of Sleeping Beauty. It's a B movie. Um, but the character, no, yes, I've, I've, I've seen it on Chiller. Tell me more. Okay. Um, so it, I, I thought the story was good, but when I've showed it to other people, they're like, this is stupid. And I'm like, Oh, I feel bad it's for liking it. Movie. It's a B movie, you know, for a B movie, it wasn't terrible, but, um, there within the first couple minutes, there's this opening scene and, and this guy's in the middle of a desert and there's, there's a bed in the middle of the desert that's guarded by two statues and he goes up to the bed and it looks like a, a like a bird's nest or something and there's this beautiful princess in it and she's sleeping because she's briar rose and then he wakes up and i was like i don't know what that is but that's what i want to cosplay as so then of course i watched the rest of the movie and i was like okay i still want to cosplay it <laughs> <laughs> for some strange reason that reminds me a little bit of the um the sequel to um, to the Seven Dwarves, Sequel? Sleeping yeah. Beauty, yeah, uh, not Sleeping Beauty, but it was the um, Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. There is a secondary movie that was made a few uh, many years later in the nineties, um, also animated. Um, Tyler's probably looking it up right now, um, but it's literally like the- it was Disney. It was. I don't think it was. It's not Disney. I can guarantee it's not Disney. It's not Disney. It's not Disney. But um, essentially, it's the story of the it, it's Snow White coming back with the prince to go give wedding invitations to the dwarves, <laughs> and the uh, brother of the witch wakes up from like is, is apparently like a dragon of some sort. He comes flying in for a visit and realizes, oh shit, my sister's dead. Oh no. <laughs> Who the fuck killed my sister? Uh-oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's quite, it's actually a decently done story. And it talks, the, the dwarves have gone off to uh, have actually moved mines. Like they've packed up and left and <laughs> they sold their old house to their cousins, who are all female dwarf, female dwarves, and, and all magician and all magic users. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a weird little story, and it's actually not too bad. But I, I would like to know the name of this and whether or not I'll is be, this uh... <laughs> happily ever after? Yes. Uh yeah. And then there was a really, really bad sequel to that too. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel huh. was worse. Yeah, or also known as Snow White in the Land of Doom. I don't know. Yeah. So let, me, let me just double check real quick. Happily Ever After, Snow White's Greatest Adventure. It was a 1990 animated American musical fantasy film. Huh. Yes, that is. So exactly. somebody trying to cash in when the Disney Renaissance was on its her was uh, in full swing. Right. Pretty much. Makes sense. I was actually watching this really interesting um, cl- thing about uh, Disney re- um, reusing old old assets. <laughs> this movie bankrupt the company. It made. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it was bad. It was so bad. Filmation. Associates. Oh, Filmation Entertainment. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, this movie like bankrupt them. Um, wow. Like one of the, the guys lead, who actually one of the, the yeah one of the one of the lead um, voice actors on it was Dom DeLuise. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bill Diller was in there. Zaza Gabor. My God. 
Oh, that's wow. something we'll leave. We'll leave. We'll bring that up in the in the in another podcast. Jesus yeah, no, God. let's let's hold on to this. We'll find a subject to work off of. Yeah, I'll do some research. You do some research. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> it already sounds great. It's actually really. It's actually decently put together. If you look at it from now, <laughs> like back then, I can understand why it bankrupt the company. <laughs> This kind of crazy if it was filming. No, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. No, we're not going there. We'll think about it. We'll bring it up. But in any case, though, um, I'm trying to think of where to go next. I, um, I got to be honest here. This might be a good place to wrap it because uh, I'm sure you guys got things to do. It's getting late here. I'm sure Becky's got better things to do than hang out with us all night. And, I mean, uh, you know, Remo, you know, is a yeah, thing. Well, that, that's just it. You, yeah. you got cosplays to go and finish for your her competitions coming up in, you know, uh, six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four to five months. Yeah. Probably, you know, like, we promised that we would stop doing, we would stop trying to go on tangents to make things longer. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't need to. We have a a dedicated listenership. We don't need to do that. And I'm hoping that Becky had enough fun that she'll want to come back on. Maybe, possibly. Your answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, what was that answer? Uh, 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 Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Okay, okay, good. The blood contract is now official. Okay, (laughs) good. And anyways, though, thank you. And now turning back to all of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We always greatly appreciate whenever you guys tune in to listen to us babble on for about everything and anything, apparently. In any case, though, um, if you want to check out us more, we, of course, have our backlog here on um, Google Music and iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Oh, uh, one one quick uh, one quick note here, guys. So. Uh, things are changing a little bit in the uh, iTunes space in particular, and it's actually affecting Google Play Music Podcast in a good way. Um, right now, it would really help us out a lot if you guys were to go and give us uh, some five-star reviews. You know, if you like us that much, if you don't like us, obviously give us a one-star. You know, be honest. We're not we're not going and asking you to go and, you know, lie to, or anybody. Uh, just some actual reviews. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Yes, actual, actual reviews are great. You know, five stars help us the most, but we're not going to go and beg you for it. I mean, I can go and say, please, please, please. I'll please, beg please, you for it. Reviews. I'm yeah. kind of a four-star <laughs> kind of man myself, but. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the reason why this matters is uh, Google Play Music Podcast is now doing data sampling from other podcast locations. And it's being considered as part of our pitch with Spotify as well to get onto that platform. So the more reviews we have, it helps us out a lot. So five stars help. Written reviews help a ton on that. Uh, things are going really well for us, actually. We had a trending moment last month uh, on iTunes, and we'd like to keep that moving. So just saying, some reviews be nice. Helps us out. <laughs> but of course, thank you for all of those. And of course, yeah. if you want to check us out, you can check us out there. You can sub us there. You can give us those reviews. Um, if you want to get in contact, we have our, our email at soccerrangerspodcast at gmail yes <laughs> gmail.com and of course we also have our iTunes, our twitter which is uh soccer rangers our our instagram which is soccer rangers as well as our um what else do we have i don't even remember that, 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 that's good enough that's good enough we have facebook too but who uses facebook anymore you know what isn't garbage though everybody our email 
No, no, we already okay. gave that email. Becky? No, it's our guest's <laughs> Instagram. You guys, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Make sure you go and check out Eponatenjo Productions. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Because you. you. I like both the things that you went and named that after. I was just saying all three things because I like I like Comic Party too. <laughs> um, do you have do you have a uh, Instagram as well? Uh, yeah. Just okay, it. I just it. I just <laughs> making sure it's the exact same thing. It is. It's the same. It's the same on Facebook. And and I'm old, so I still use Facebook. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, but once again, thank all of you once again for joining us. We always will greatly appreciate your listenership. And even though Tyler doesn't believe you exist, I believe you exist. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Go host a panel. Ha!